0: Go ahead and knock this out. (laughs) So we was not going to do a pod this week, y'all. I had a at a funeral um, that I had to attend on Tuesday and stuff. So we was gonna wait, but
1: Shit be happening.
0: Yeah. Not only this shit.
1: Shit be happening. (laughs)
0: <laughs> not not only not only the shit be happening not only this shit be happening be happening in our teams oh yeah so absolutely so so some dudes <laughs> make sure you rate like subscribe download wherever you get your favorite podcast I'm JR Bang I got Mike B with me hey hey
1: hey before we even get into the pod though, I want to um I want to speak on something real quick uh before we even get into right. this um, if anybody has not if you've been under a rock, or if you're not um, you know, been paying attention, you know, to, to the news and everything, um, as of lately. Oh, yeah. First and foremost, I would like to um I would like to send a prayer, send prayers and condolences to someone that I know um that I went to high school with, somebody that I graduated with, same class, class of 04. Um, somebody that i know very well know personally have hung out with and everything um to nick brown and his family on the um the tragedy you know the tragic passing of his mother um myrtle brown who was very beloved throughout the town of maywood and just everywhere bro like i um um rest well to uh Myrtle Brown. I, I know her personally as well. Um it's a very, very sad tragedy that has hit the town of Maywood, the town that I'm from, town that raised me, all of that. Um so just wanna say that real quick that I just want to send prayers and condolences to the Brown family um for the for their tragic loss. Also I would like to also say that um you know just also just send a prayer up Because his brother, Sergio Brown, is also still missing. He's missing. So if you haven't heard the news, we all know the story. We're not going to get into, like, the whole details and everything like that because everything is still rumors, speculations, and everything of that nature. But what is facts is that he is still missing. So we just want to also just send another prayer up that we can bring Sergio home as quick as possible. And just want to say also like the whole town, bro, we thinking about you. Um, the Brown family, we are thinking about you. And um, and yeah, man, it's just it's crazy, man. Anybody know that Sergio Brown? Sergio Brown is an ex-NFL football player um who is from Maywood, graduated from Proviso East. Um, also somebody that I know personally, somebody that I've hung out with. Um, just somebody that is just a real cool guy always been loved i seen sergio a year ago matter of fact i think he was um he was going down fifth avenue and he was just jogging like just staying in shape like he always has done ever since he retired and you know it was love when i saw him then, and it's always been love anytime i've ever seen him out and about and um so i just want to say like just send another prayer out to the brown family and hope that we can bring nick home i mean um, bring sergio home as soon as possible and just you know that's it. I'm not gonna address the extra curricular stuff, the speculations, the rumors. None of that other shit. We are not getting into none of that. Just want to make, sh- just wanted to say that right here on the pod, man. Just, just like you know, just prayers up to the Brown family, and yeah. If anybody has any information, you know, make sure y'all you know get that out to the Maywood Police Department or any authorities as quick as possible. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well said. Yes, well sir. said. Um, I. Was not trying to think of that <laughs> along the along with, you know, some of the extracurricular stuff that we've already been dealing with. I know I've been dealing with for the past week. Yeah. And, um, and you know
1: what? And what's crazy, too, is that it's, it's just like really in the light of that situation. Just last week on the pod, man, we were talking about losing close family members, yeah. losing family members, man, like and like what would you do in that situation, how would you how how is that gonna affect you mentally, emotionally, physically, all of those things, man? And now, you know, this happens and you know, it's just, it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. Yeah. And also, man, the Brown family, they lost their father. Nick and Sergio lost their father my sophomore year in high school. Our sophomore year in high school, they their father had passed away, and he was like the heart and soul of the, the proviso east basketball games. He coined the phrase nothing but an East thing. If anybody knows Proviso East and knows the basketball culture during that D. Brown and Shannon Brown era, he coined that phrase because Sergio's older brother Nick was also on the basketball team at that time, so he was always at the games. He was like one of the biggest fans, like one of them guys that, you know, front row, just going crazy, man. So just to lose one parent is a tragedy. But now Nick and Sergio don't have they, – they, both of their parents are gone. And then we literally was on the pie yesterday, last week, talking about losing close – Family members G, and how that affects you and how that affects the family, man. And I can, I can only imagine. I can only imagine the the pain and the, you know, the, like that he and his family is going through, man. So I just, you know, prayers and condolences is to you as well because you lost a close family member just recently. Yeah. And prayers and condolences is to to the Brown family, jesus Just it's just hard right now, folks. Hard.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, all of that is tough and. I'll echo what you said, you know the the speculation piece, yeah um I know this is sensitive to a lot of people um you know i've I've never met the browns. I've heard of the browns <laughs> due to my family being in the woods, so I am very well aware of the family. Um, and you know, when I hit my cousin with the story, you know, he had said, he had just talked to Nick like not too long ago. So, you know, I know that the family, like people in Maywood are very close knit. Damn, near everybody know everybody. So, you know, when something like this hits the town, it hits everybody. So mm-hmm. prayers and condolences, um, uh, to the Brown family and, you no prayers out to everybody up in the woods. I I learned this week that, you know, you don't have to be immediate to to be affected. To be affected. Yep. You know, um, especially depending on the re- on the relationship mm-hmm. that you have. So prayers and condolences to the Brown family and absolutely prayers up to everybody in Maywood that has been affected by um, this tragedy. Mm-hmm. Tragedy and hopefully, you know, you know, we're able to find Sergio and you know and hopefully we find him in good you know mm-hmm. all that. So um Absolutely. so yeah, great, no, good, good, good right there, Mike. Um mm-hmm. So the main reason why we're doing this it's not just you no know, when you when we stressed out you potted out. Sure. Absolutely. We stressed out. <laughs> I've yeah, been man. stressed out for two and a half weeks of of NFL. You've been stressed out today. Like shit let's start with you.
1: Shit just because hit the fan today. Jesus. You
0: you Mike was good. Yeah.
1: I was good it up was until good. an hour ago. <laughs> two hours but, and, ago. I was good. <laughs>
0: I, as soon as I saw the as soon as I got the alert, I hit Mike like you good? No. You want to plot it out?
1: I'm not good. Yeah, let's get on the mic and, and so, talk some shit out, G.
0: So let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys 2 0. Yeah. And to some people, looks far and away the best team in the NFL. They what, 70 points? 70 to 10. 70 to 10, yeah. you beat New York down. Yeah. And you got Micah Parsons getting compared to Lawrence Taylor again. You got people talking about the defense is the best defense in the league, and it's not even close. You, got t- you talking about um, Micah Parsons is possibly MVP. You got Michael Parsons even talking about, you know, practicing at tight end. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, Mike. When I heard that shit, I said, man, y'all better stop before somebody get hurt. It wasn't Micah, but it was quite possibly the second best player on your defense. Trayvon Diggs was ruled out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, man, this is a tough one right here, man. Um, Just signed an extension. Just got his money. And, um... And then you see this big, big piece, big cornerstone piece of the defense. Um, anybody that pays attention to the Cowboys defense, Michael Par- um, excuse me, uh, Trayvon Diggs is one of those guys that can can, sh- can shut down, play shut down corner, also create turnovers, mm-hmm. um, not just by interceptions, by, you know, fump- forced fumbles. Just had a forced fumble this past weekend against the Jets. Um, so this is a tough one. And – Has led the inner, has led the NFL in interceptions (laughs) for the past two seasons. Like I mean, this is this is a tough one, G. It's a tough one, bro. But (sighs) and then it also sucks because it's a non-contact, non-contact in practice, G. It's didn't happen in the game, non-contact in practice, bro. Just doing drills, G. That shit is just tough for the whole defense in general. But Dayron Bland, Jordan Lewis. It's time to step it up next man up. And we just got to, you know, just keep going, man. You know, the defense just got to go a little harder. Got to push a little harder. I still think that the defense can excel. Defense will still look good. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs is a big piece to this defense, to this team in general, but Hey, next man up, bro. We got to do what we got to do. Keep pushing. Um, we'd like to see, we're going to have to see more from the offense. Now let's get some more productivity out the offense. Uh, Offense actually looked good this past week against the Jets. We didn't really get a chance to talk about the past um, week two games. Um, But just overall in general, Dak looked good. Um, Dak started off the game 13 for 13. Um, So he was really sharp, no turnovers. So I think he's really got that in his mindset that, you know, hey, we going to not turn over the ball this season. We're going to keep the interceptions to a minimum. Um and yeah, like you say, DG, DG, yeah, we still got Gilmore on the other side. So, I mean, Gilmore is a little on the older side. <laughs> but I mean shout out to Stephon Gilmore. We go he's he's gonna um he's gonna be a leader for the defense out there for the for the uh the DBs. So yeah, that's pretty much it's tough, bro. It's tough. But I think that the defense overall the team will be okay without Trayvon Diggs and you know, um prayers up to him hopefully he can get back asap week one next year you know well we still 2-0 and we got the cardinals next week so cardinals this coming sunday which should be a uh, um should be quick and easy but well, we'll see you never know
0: <laughs> um now yeah. yeah obviously this team is loaded yeah you know if it's if it's any team that can deal with the loss, a loss such as this, is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, um,
1: I know Dan Quinn can can he can get these still get the defense. He had his defense prepared. Have whoever's the next man up. Have them prepared. That's just what Dan Quinn is in there for, for the defense. So we I think Dan Quinn can can take care of that.
0: Yeah. Now, obviously, my concern is not necessarily in the beginning of the season. Because I have the Dallas Cowboys going um to the playoffs. Yeah. And I do I mean, I didn't have them winning the division. Um I had the Eagles winning the division. Um, but you got, you know, digs out. Um, your center hurt his hamstring. You just hurt his handy today. They said it's and, not serious though, but But still. you know, those linger. Mm-hmm. You got Zach that, you know, has a lingering hamstring issue, I believe it is too. Yep. You know, so I'm not really thinking about short term, thinking about long term. Yeah. You know, do do you believe that this has a potential to affect your team long term? Cause possibly, it's possible, it's possible.
1: The lingering injuries, I think we need to really take care of that medical staff. We need to really take a look. If guys need to sit out, have them sit. You know, if the, the handy is hurting a little bit. Don't go out there and tweak it some more. You know what I'm saying? Get 100% healthy, you know, and then we could go out there. But as far as, like, scheduling-wise, like, if you look at really what we got coming up, we got Arizona coming up, then we got the Patriots week four. Then we got a real test, which is the 49ers, in week five. So if any guys that's on the team right now that have lingering injuries, something that, you know, that could affect in the long run, hey, don't worry. It's okay to take a week off or two you know, get 100% healthy. But, yeah, I would hope this wouldn't be something that can affect us long-term going into the playoff push. So, I don't know. Time will tell, bang. Let's just, you know, knock on wood.
0: Yeah, y'all got the, they all got the Cardinals this week. That's a win. Patriots. <laughs> Patriots week four. Patriots week four. You know, I, I think that's a win. Yeah. um, In Dallas, too. But, man, October 8th. Yeah,
1: 49ers. Um, and like I said, like I mean, everybody still has their takes about the Cowboys, and yeah, they going to the Super Bowl. Only thing that can stop them is the injuries. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks to uh, I ain't gonna speak on the network that said that, but yeah, he, <laughs> he said it. <laughs> so, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for the jinx. Thanks for the jinx, buddy. But um, yeah, um, I still early though. I don't really like I said. I don't know what this team is yet. I see what they have potential to be, but I don't know what this team is yet. I will not be able to give an actual full observation of what this team could possibly be until halfway through the season. That's when I'll really be able to see it and know because we still got a test coming up, and that's the 49ers, the team that knocked us out the playoffs last year. The team that looks like the front runner in the NFC. If you want to pick the front runner teams in the NFC besides like the Dallas Cowboys, gotta go with the Philadelphia Eagles and you gotta go with the San Francisco 49ers. Both of those teams look good, and I think the 49ers look the best. They look the best. They look the best on both sides of the ball, the defensive hey. side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. Christian McCaffrey looked like he turning back the clock to the early Carolina Panther days.
0: So, scary right.
1: hours in San Francisco, so I'm concerned.
0: <laughs> you know why I'm happy? We are getting the feeling restored in the NFL. Yeah, in the yeah, 90s, yeah. the best rivalry in the 90s. Cowboys forty nine. Dallas Cowboys versus the Forty Nine ers. Jack. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god! This yeah. was the this was the game that you played somebody with in Madden. Mm-hmm. Like this was the Madden game. Yeah. Me and my cousin Derek. We still talk about the the epic Madden ninety five game we had Dallas versus San Francisco that came to the final the final uh, play and he ended up. Scoring a fucking what, fifteen yard touchdown, <laughs> um, Steve Young to Jerry Rice, yeah. he kissed my ass still. But we still get into it about that game and that moment, and that's what we're getting with this this game coming up October eighth, because more than likely these two teams when they play each other mm-hmm. will be the best two teams in at least the NFC and quite possibly. The NFL. So thank you, Dallas, and thank you, San Francisco, (laughs) for restoring the feeling. Dallas, San Francisco. We go back from the the catch in 1981 to the 90s. The team of the 80s versus the team of the 90s. And we're getting that in 2023. Dak versus Brock (laughs) Purdy. Brock Who Purdy. What a thought. <laughs> what a rivalry. <laughs> I said all that to oh say this is God. the most unsexiest quarterback battle in the history of this rivalry.
1: Wow. That like Brock
0: Purdy versus <laughs> Dak Prescott. You know what I'm saying? You know, oh but no, man. shouts out to them too. Um, what about Dak, man? Dak is saying that he's not going to throw a lot of interceptions. Yeah. He hasn't. So, like, what's your so, thoughts on what so you see from we, Dak?
1: Week one, like I said, the defense really took over week one against the Giants, the defense and the special teams. So really didn't get to see much out of the offense, and especially because it was raining. So week two against the Jets, we were able to see more of the offensive production. And like I said, Dak started off the game 13 for 13. It wasn't like, you know, short dump off passes. Like he was getting the ball down the field, you know, making – solid throws you know and um that was really good to see that was really good to see the efficiency from dak and he didn't turn over the ball and i didn't really see many bad throws like i like you know like throws that he missed that was like oh man he was open Dak just missed it didn't really see much of that so i was happy to see the efficiency um we were able to run the ball well uh tony pollard was able to get some good good yardage on the ground tight end work. We was getting some work out there and CD lamb, CD lamb was a CD lamb literally went crazy. CD lamb is, is looking like an all pro out there right now. So that was good right there. Like I I would hope that we can get the other wide receivers involved too, because obviously, you know, defenses are going to bring double on CD eventually. So I would love to see Brandon cooks was hurt this week. So hopefully he gets back as well. Um, we can get him involved, get Michael Gallup involved. And I like the usage of, um, of Tavante We're using him like the backfield. Like you know how Mike Tarkey like to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, offensive production, I loved it. Loved what I was seeing for Dak. And like he said, bro, I, I think he's really locked in on not tr- uh, turning over the ball, which was a killer for us last season. So, yeah, as long as you the, – the, hey, when you don't turn over the ball, your chances of winning the game is good.
0: So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard has been. Yeah, Tony been Pollard looks good. He's
1: he looking good. He looking like, you know, he was the the right direction to go in as far as like, you know, starting running back for the team and everything like that. So I like what I'm seeing. I like what I see um in that game. Especially against a good solid Jets defense. Like obviously, yeah, we beat the Jets. We beat the Aaron Rodgers Jets, but that defense is still one of those most talked about defenses since last season. So, hey, I liked what I saw out there. Now, you know, let's put up 50 on the Cardinals <laughs> and, and, you know, do whatever we got to do to the Patriots and get ready for 40, uh, the 49ers week five. All
0: right, cool. Uh, now let's move on. What's going over there at Hollis Holiday? It's the worst shit I've ever seen as a Bears fan in my life.
1: I was going to ask you that, Bag. As a fan of this franchise, every, with everything you've seen from this team going to the Super Bowl, to to the Levy Smith, you know, being fired and, like, you know, having Nagy and uh, just everything that the Bears have went through. Since you've been a fan, maybe more so the past 10, 15 seasons, where does this rank as... Like <laughs> on the shit show scale. This, <laughs> where, where do we rate this? At this right is now? number
0: one, Mike. This is number one.
1: What is happening right now, babe?
0: Mike, I remember when. <laughs> Mike, I remember when when Mike Dicker got fired.
1: Yeah. You can do that in the
0: contacts app. I know you can. not I remember when Mike Dicker got fired, and I remember the the angst that Bears fans had. And then I remember when Mike Wanstead was hired as the coach. Mike Wanstead mm-hmm. had just won the Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. so it was like, "Yo, we're getting somebody from that program." And it just, it just didn't work out, mm-hmm. right? But it wasn't a bad tenure. Like we wasn't like, you know, I remember when, when Mike, when well, Dave McGinnis, excuse me. I remember when Dave McGinnis um was hot what well, was potentially apparently about to have um they was about to
1: uh-huh. have wait a minute what wait
0: a minute
1: what happened what I happened know. what happened all right wait whoa, whoa, whoa okay okay okay
0: you, it's just not me. live on the pod g what did happen now hold on i'm <laughs> Just going to send this to Scott. I'm just skin it. No. Hold on.
1: What didn't happen that Bang?
0: Hey, man. I just hit Scott to see if he was free. Reason why is because... You know, well, let's 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 start this. Uh, Dave McGinnis was supposedly hired as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Dave McGinnis was the linebackers coach mm-hmm. of the Bears at one point, um, and he declined the job apparently after they thought like they did a press conference. They was about to do a press conference and everything to, to introduce them. He was like, yo, hold on. I ain't the, I ain't the head coach. What y'all talking about? I ain't even, I ain't even accept this job yet. Mm-hmm. O- o- what are you talking about? Um, but then they, Dick Jerron became the head coach um, and, you know, it kind of started off a little, uh, right? <clears throat> you know, we started off six and 10 and five and 11, I think in those years. Yeah. But then remember the bears went 13 and three. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to keep this right. The bears went 13 and three. They ended up losing. Um, they ended up losing to the Philadelphia Eagles because I was in Phoenix uh, watching the game, and I was very depressed. I got masked though that night.
1: So. How was it in Phoenix? <laughs> because
0: I was visiting my girlfriend. Okay. What's it like um, in
1: Phoenix, Arizona? What was it was like? hot. Besides high. besides being hot. It feels like Phoenix, there's
0: nothing to do in Phoenix, Arizona. It feels was like... hella decent. Okay. It's hella decent. Uh, Telling Scott he good. According to some dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dick Jerron got fired. You know, after shit went left, um, they went four and twelve because like everybody got hurt, and that was the season that they was in like Champagne while they was redoing the th- the, uh, the stadium, and then seven and nine they was fired. And then they grabbed Lovey Smith, uh-huh. who wasn't the first choice then. Well, Lovey came in, said, "Hey, first thing we want to do is beat Green Bay." Lovey Smith is the winningest head coach in the Bears' history, outside of Mike Dicker and George Halas. Mm-hmm. They fired Lovey Smith when he was ten and six. Now, I felt that if he went ten and six, you got to keep him, but you got to put some caveats in there because the one thing that I did not like about Lovey Smith is his development of players outside of Lance Briggs and and Brian Urlacher, Mm -hmm. like the Star Wars. You didn't see the replacements coming. But I would have capped him that year. He went 10-6. No fire coach that goes 10-6. That's really tough to do. Bears did it, and they replaced him with the first big shit show that I could think of as a head coach, Mark Tressman. You oh. bring in a coach with an offensive mind, and you're sitting there, and you're like, hey, hey, we got somebody that can coach up. What's my man name? Jay Cutler and all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened there? Yeah. Then they get John Fox. The whole thing was... The Bears are always getting first-time head coaches. Why don't they get somebody with a pedigree? Why don't they get somebody with experience? They get John Fox. See what happened there.
1: How long was John Fox a coach for? How long?
0: John Fox was there for 2015, 2017. Then they hired Matt Nagy. Oh, man. Matt Nagy. <laughs> uh, coach of the year, 2018. We were dink-dunk away from the second round of a playoffs, and a lot of people predicted us to win the Super Bowl. We didn't. And now we got Matt Eberflus, who's won three games in his tenure. And he's about to lose four. I mean, he's about to lose again next week. For anybody that thought that we had a chance before all of the bullshit happened this week, we was going against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, honestly, if this was a, a should I for all this shit to should
1: happen. I, should I bet the house on Patrick Mahomes. I'll pick
0: it 51-3. to Are they coming here? Are they coming here? No, they're an arrowhead, fam. And and Kansas City, look, Kansas City's been struggling, ladies and gentlemen. Now, struggling in Kansas City is like, you know, they've been off, but they ain't terrible. So this is a perfect game
1: for them to get their shit off. Oh, man, we about to get
0: our shit. This is homecoming, (laughs) y'all. We about to get the homecoming game, the homecoming ass whooping. This is Mount Carmel versus Prosser. Damn. In 1996, the first year, the first state playoff game.
1: Yo, it's like, Mount, Mount Carmel was like always like that in football. Yeah, like, you know, Mount Carmel, like when you play Mount Carmel, you knew you was getting scraped. Yeah, you
0: you know, <laughs> you know, you know the real good football teams that they get yeah. to the state playoffs? Yeah. And they got to play like Sin, uh, Prosser, or Juarez. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. This, game, this game is going to be like Mount Carmel versus Juarez. Mm-mm. we get getting ass beat, y'all. If you we from figure Chicago, out you, you know. <laughs> yeah. You from Chicago, you know. It's like playing Juarez, fam. Yeah. You about to get that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah.
1: Damn. Damn, damn, damn. But here's the <clears> thing,
0: Mike. Yeah. Here's what makes this all the more weird. I'm uh, talking about the coach shit because you said, is this the weirdest thing, the craziest thing? And I'm using the coaches because that was normally the weird shit. Now, Alonzo Spellman, he wouldn't look crazy. Barricading himself in the house. They think they found him walking outside of a goddamn mental institution or something. Like, he broke out yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Sam Heard getting arrested. You know, being a drug lord and all that. <laughs> what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Nothing compares to this, though. Yeah. Now, if I was Justin Fields, when he said what he said about the coaches, I want to backtrack. Because I don't feel he threw his coaching staff under the bus. I don't feel that way. I felt that he basically saying that the coaching is making him robotic. But at the end of the day, he has to play better and he has to play loose. He didn't say they forcing me to do shit I don't want to do. He just said he feels robotic, and maybe the coaching is it. but I still got to do better. Mm -hmm. But nobody wants to hear the last part. They want to hear the first part. Mm -hmm. Because I was listening to national media and local media and national media who don't watch Bears games, who barely know who's on the team, is talking about what Jester Fields should have, could have, would have. Right. But it was something that Stephen A. Smith said that he's totally right on. This is a piss poor organization. This this organization is still stuck in the seventies, and they're lucky that they had a team in the eighties that brought them a Super Bowl because they didn't even want to pay half of them players. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to play Wilbur Marshall and others. This is the same team that Mike Dicker didn't give Walter Payton a rock to get the touchdown this organization has been poorly run for years. Mm-hmm. It's just now we're really seeing how bad it can be when you're running the organization with piss poor people helping you run it.
1: Yeah.
0: See, great people can't help mask a terrible organization.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Great hires can mask how ultimately this organization ain't shit. But there were two times that I can remember where the Bears really looked inept. That's Mark Trestman, and that's Matt Eberflus.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This organization is inept. And I call on the president and the CEO, Kevin Warren, to talk. I call on him to speak. Everybody talking about how Ryan Poe's didn't didn't draft Justin Fields. Everybody's talking about that Matt Eberflus didn't draft Justin Fields. But Kevin Warren didn't hire Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus. He didn't. They got hired, and then a year later, Ted Phillips retired, and he hired Kevin uh, Kevin Warren. So Kevin Warren... The show is yours. What you going to do? You didn't hire Pose. You didn't hire Iba You didn't draft Justin Fields. And quite honestly, all three of those people are your problem right now. Everybody's talking about that Ryan Pose didn't do this. Yeah, Kevin Warren didn't do it either. And he's trying to get a stadium. Mm -hmm. So what you going to do? If I was Kevin Warren, if if these three, don't turn it around, then these three gone. Simple as that. Because I have no allegiance to none of y'all. I want to come in and I want to have my own team, my own ship, run my own way, my own people. And y'all ain't it if y'all can't succeed, show some type of improvement. Do something. Because right now, the Bears have never looked the way that they look right now. And they look like shit, and why would I trust Ryan Pose to draft and draft somebody, which his draft picks ain't been that hot. Jaquan Brisker got potential, mm-hmm. Alec Gordon got it too, but one's off the injured and one is injured. Why would I trust Ryan Pose to hire another quarterback? I mean, another head coach. When you gave me Eberflus Why? The best thing for the Bears to do if this season is not successful is to start off fresh. And that is remove everybody. Mm. Why? Because then now you can hire a GM who could then hire head coach who can then hire or draft who they feel is best for this team together. Put them all together. Mm -hmm. now here's the other thing too and Jester knows this if this team is terrible and they don't improve
1: I'm waiting on you to say it
0: he ain't there Mm -hmm. you want to know why because guess who else is terrible The Carolina Panthers who does the Bears have their number one pick Carolina Panthers let's just say for instance the Bears don't improve on last year that means they would be at least 3-14 and 14 again. They're going to have that number one pick mm-hmm. unless Arizona is that damn bad. Mm-hmm. But if Arizona is that damn bad, they then they maybe they have the number two pick. The Caleb Williams, consistent number one pick. Drake May from North Carolina, consistent number two quarterback. Both of those two are considered generational. If you got the number two pick, you can still get you a good quarterback. Or well, maybe this is a Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf situation. But if the Bears got one of the top two picks, Justin Fields ain't there.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: I wouldn't allow Ryan Pace to make that pick. I would allow the new GM to make that pick and the new head coach to agree on said pick. That's what I would do. Ain't no way in hell Ryan Pace would be, be back if it was me. Start off fresh with Kevin Warren making the decision. You can no longer do the let me go fire this head coach and then bring this one on, and then I got Ryan Poles. No, he brought him in. He made the terrible decision. Matt Eberflus might fuck around and go down as the worst head coach in Chicago Bears history, and that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. So why would you make the choice to do that again, Kevin Warren? I didn't even hear Kevin Warren make a statement or speak or nothing today, and that's concerning to me. Okay, You're the president and the CEO. Now, allegedly, reportedly, he was pissed off after the Green Bay game, and I don't think that's allegedly. That's I don't think that's reportedly because I know if they didn't lose the Green Bay. He was like, oh, let's get them next time. And they lost to Tampa Bay, a game that they should have won. Mm -hmm. And Justin was at fault for a lot of things. Coaching was at fault for a lot of things. The defense was, I believe, 7 for 11 with the offense of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's offense was 7 for 11 on third downs. That's squarely on the defense not getting off the field. If Baker Mayfield is torching y'all on third downs like that, That is a problem for the defense. That defensive line can't move shit. Braxton Jones, another bad situation happens. He's on IR with a neck issue. Oh, the defensive coordinator gets fired. Now, yesterday, it was no truth to the rumor. And this is perfect timing. Because I got my man Scott here. 79th for Hallis, Barbershed Digital, all of that. Now, what up, my boy?
2: What
0: up, Mike? What's going on? Now, Scott, before we go anywhere, like yesterday I text you. Cause I was just I was in my kitchen putting dishes. Hold on, go hold ahead. on. Hold yeah. It's okay,
1: bro. I, this happens all the time on the pod. Go yeah. ahead. Do your thing.
0: Yeah, we we have kids <laughs> on the pod, fam. But I want to ask him this question. Cause I was I was pulling up the list of head coaches, right, for the Bears. That's what I make when you sure. got too many black people in my house. <laughs> hey, fam, you lucky my kids didn't knock on the door. Um, <laughs> and you be hearing them, you be hearing shit when we be doing um, summer sessions and, and, and all of that. So, but I gotta ask you this question, Scott. Yesterday I texted you while I was cleaning up my kitchen because I just happened to hear FBI on the Bears, right? Yeah. Um, and you was like, "Nigga, no." Nah. So why is Pat McAfee saying that the shit happened that Allen Williams' home was raided by the FBI, Jack?
2: My guess is that his producers got the wrong info because <laughs> I know, I know Pat's not sitting there looking up stats. He got a whole team. I don't know. There's a lot. There was a lot of misinformation on Twitter mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, when I was sitting in inhalers like, we actually heard about the raid while we were sitting there. Me and my yeah. man Herb Howard. And I, 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 I knocked her. I was like, "Yo, you see what they saying on Twitter?" He's like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "Raid." I was like, "I've been here since nine o'clock this morning. I ain't seen no FBI. Like, what no, what no police out here?" <laughs> and so that none was of the hilarious. black sports writers
0: was nervous.
2: Then, I don't, they, none of the sports writers. I even even like they. I think everybody was just trying to rig, figure out what is going black on. Black people and in
0: FBI. You like, oh,
2: yeah. Well, anything like it, there was nothing abnormal about me pulling up the Hallis Hall yesterday. Like, I, I, I came up there, I was blasting the No Way Out album, pulling into uh, Hallis Hall, and it was regular, you know, business as usual. It wasn't really a lot of people there. Like, I usually have to go all the way in the back of the of the, the bigger lot at Hallis Hall. I found a park right there, so it was business as usual. And then when Justin came out first before Coach Foose, my Spidey senses went up. I was like, eh, something's off so it was just like back to back to back to back even when the alan williams resignation came in i was on the expressway because i had already left so it's like when you text me i had i literally had to turn my phone off like i literally like had to put it on like not turn off like i put it on d and d but like i gotta i got like a list of people who can get through my d and d so i got bang on there i got everybody barber's share, and pappy on my uh the, and my, my my parents and like my my landlord just in case my building's on fire but uh, I had to I had to turn Club D D off because I was just, I was just getting too much. Like I got like Twitter mentions was on fire. I, my Justin Fields video got a million views. Okay. Uh, they used that on NBC Sportsnet Football Night in Chicago last night. I had uh, it's, it's crazy. It was going crazy, and I had like five missed calls. I literally had fifty text messages by the time that Bang texted me. So it's like everybody asked me the same thing. So it's like I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this Alan Williams thing. Like, honestly, we'll get into a full breakdown of this on I'm not gonna hold you tomorrow, which is gonna be a fun show. Uh we got the homie Cass coming on. That's gonna be hilarious. Uh Damian's filling in for Mikey. So it's gonna be a good show. But tomorrow basically I'll just say this on here. I don't know what's going on with Alan Williams. I don't believe the FBI raided his house because there had been a police report. That like the FBI would have to announce something. Like if, they, if it was anything illegal, we would know about it by now. I
0: especially don't buy this since that. Pat McAfee got sued by Brett Brett for Brett Favre for less. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like when you bring
2: the FBI, like if there was FBI anything, it would be on the front page. Somebody would have found out. At one of these, like Chicago, you people say whatever they want about Chicago media. They're good at following. Especially Brad Biggs. If Brad Biggs doesn't know what's going on. Then I don't think anybody knows what's going on. But I will say this, and Biggs put this in his piece too. I don't believe it's health involved. I don't. But I don't, I don't think either. it's illegal either. I don't know if it's something maybe he maybe cheated on his wife or something. He decided to step down, take care of home. Because he did say he did mention when he was gonna be coaching again. So I don't really know what it is. I just think it's just it's just, it's, it's protocols. This is like Tresman era, but like
0: 15 weeks earlier.
2: Like so it's being it's, sped
0: up. Is there a possibility that Allen Williams once went to the 50-yard line and saw a pretty old head and fucked up?
2: Oh it could have been. It, it could have been. I, it, it's, it's something. Because even if you look at the way the team talking about, they were completely off guard. Like, even players today. And, like, you know – Tyreek Stevens is like, oh, what really don't matter? You know, some people, Jalen Johnson was on the score. Like, I can't tell you what happened. Like, I don't know. You know, I, Eva Flus didn't even address the team today, which is another problem that we'll talk about tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. And, and then you the Ryan Paul's press conference today, which was, like, pointless. They didn't even stream it, which tells you everything you need to know about. Very, that was a very Chicago Bulls move right there. I, I
0: didn't get an alert. You're right. Because, yeah, wait a minute, before you nothing. go further, I have read something from what Dan um uh, Weirder. Dan Weeder. It's yeah, Weeder. Um uh, said that the linebackers coach um asked if he had any well-wished messages for Williams. Um, he said, Really the focus on the Chiefs. Yeah, like, that
2: was weird because Alan Williams uh press like uh you know PR statement basically my like, press release said like he had a big, lengthy thanking the Bears, real glowingly. the Bears was just like we released Allen like Williams. Like it wasn't, wasn't nothing. It nothing. wasn't more success in his endeavors. We hope he gets better. It wasn't nothing. So something's going on. I just don't know what it is. Maybe I'm in a minority. I honestly don't care. And This is why I don't care. He was Huff. Like I don't care. Like it it, 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 it wasn't nothing illegal. Because if it was illegal, we'd have heard up. We'd have heard about it right now. Like there was a whole bunch of rumors. Yes, the funniest one was Peanut
0: Tillman knocking through
2: Hallis Hall room. That had me that- down laughing.
0: That did have me dying. Right, I was sitting up there imagining Peanut like, yo, boom, freeze. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and everybody in the office is like, yo, what you, yeah, what you telling just, us to freeze for. We know you.
2: Everybody got that from the uh the Lil Reese story where Lil Reese said that Peanut that was too. one of the FBI agents that got him. But it was it's it's just the Bears are the talk of the NFL for all the wrong reasons. Like and so, I think they said this on Pat McAfee too, which was correct. They are, like, since they traded the number one pick, people forget that this was the worst team in football last year. Like, this is a bad team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not on a two-game losing streak. They're on a 12-game losing streak. So, yeah, 13.
0: Yeah. You might as well just. Yeah, 13. They're going to lose on Sunday. <laughs> They're, They're going to just... lose on All Sunday. Right. So, Mike asked me a question, and you already know my answer. You already know my answer to this. I feel like Kevin Warren needs to talk. I think that he should have been in front of the podium today. It shouldn't have been Pohl's. I also told you that I feel like that Kevin Warren, if this season goes as the way it feels right now, that everybody should be fired. I don't believe that Ryan Pose should get a second chance to draft or hire anybody. If you're going to start over, you need to start over fresh and hire a GM that's going to hire the head coach and y'all going to agree on who y'all need to draft. And if you're bad enough to get Caleb Williams, which I don't think they're going to be that bad, worse than the um than Carolina or Arizona, especially with Bryce young, not being able to play, you know, already, you know, yeah, yeah, the I, red rifle is starting on Sunday. Yeah. So I, I don't, I feel like they're going to be the third best team in the NFL this time you're not going to get Drake May and you're definitely not going to get Caleb. Um, well, we and, also do own Carolina's Nick. Yeah, but I don't think, but I also, with that being said, I also look at that and I don't think they're going to dra- I don't think they're going to draft Drake May. I think the bears will mess around and draft homie from Penn state to be their left tackle. Cause he looks like, a well, big, that depends like, on big, the
2: quarterback. If Justin hustles it up, they're going to get a quarterback. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, 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 you're right about that. If yeah, that's I, the house enough, you know, they gonna get a quarterback. Yeah, but it's <clears throat> I don't trust this team to make the right decision. No, you shouldn't. There's, there's nothing about it's this. It's basically you shouldn't. You it's shouldn't it's trust this. It's, it's basically I don't trust Ryan Pose or Matt Eberflus to make the decision. So I believe that Karen, Karen, I believe that Kevin Warren should clean house if the Bears win five games or less. This is what's what say happen. you
2: it's well, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Like, uh, Ryan Poles is coming back. It was just, it was just no ifs, ands, buts about it. He's coming back. And the reason I say he's coming back is he didn't really technically hire his coach. Like, yes, he hired Matt Eberflus, but when he was hired, remember, remember the coaching search began before it even hired Ryan Poles. Remember that little, uh, committee they put together, which was nonsense. Again, what, what professional sports team, you know, puts together a committee like, of like, oh, well, we have uh we have, what, what was the, uh, of this,
0: niggas I, you have, let's, let's say it right. A committee of niggas who you eventually fired in, in any way.
2: Right. And like, and, and no respect to anybody on that committee, but it's just like, why you got uh a diversity inclusion. We're talking about football. This ain't got nothing to do with diversity <laughs> and inclusion. We talking about who's the best football person. And so then, the, yeah, they got rid of uh, was Soup Johnson, whoever dude name, whatever buddy name is. Like they got rid of him. Then you got Bill Polian, who ain't seen football in like fifteen years. Like what? what he he built the the Bills that lost four Super Bowls in a row. Like he he built the scene and won a championship almost twenty years ago. So like that's a long time. So then they gave these candidates that they vetted and gave it to polls. Like here, yeah, nigga, you you choose from these five people we gave you. So he's gonna get a pass just off of that. Now, one thing with polls, I like polls. I think that he's he look like a cool dude to me. And a couple times i ran it, ran into him. Cool guy. He's got this is this is his moment of truth right here. Now, will now this is this is to show you how how low the bar is. I give him credit for speaking today because remember two years ago when that rumor came out that Matt Nagy was going to get fired during Thanksgiving, they had Chris Aver, the special teams coach, talk to the media. Not Nagy, not Ace. Not Kevin. I'll give them this. Okay, at least the general manager actually spoke. But the thing here is this: I do feel like Kevin Warren's influence is already being felt. I think this is the the tap on 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 the wrist right now because I feel like when Justin, uh, came to us, and by the way, I said this on. I just said this in a meeting. I was just in. Justin was not misquoted. Love Justin, but he was not misquoted. I saw a lot of people. You stupid media. You, you no, know, we didn't. We didn't reframe nothing that nigga said. He said what he said. What happened was, I believe he got a call from uh, Kev Warren. Now, Pose wasn't even at the facility yesterday. It was his nigga's birthday, which is another thing that went on the radio, which is hilarious. Nobody knew. It was his birthday. Uh, it's like your house being on fire when you got celebrating your birthday. So I believe Big Kev put in the call like, yo, don't be out here talking about your people, blah, 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 Now, I also feel like lines are being drawn to sand. I do think that before Justin said that, he voiced his complaints to Kevin Warren, and that's why I feel like Matt Eberflus was more distant or more—he uh, was more kind of like 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 he was disgusted to be in our presence more than usual because he knows that if it comes to pick between the two, Kevin Warren is gonna roll with a guy. Who Kevin Warren knows he can do this. He's Big Ten commissioner. He knows about Justin Fields. So I believe that it's it's Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are uh, kind of like fighting for their jobs. I think unless Justin just huffs it out. For the entire year, which at this point is a is a legit possibility. Just cause he went up there and say I'm a ball, that ain't got that don't mean he's gonna throw the ball four seconds quicker than he's been doing. So I don't really care about the words. Like I gotta see it on Sunday. Like that don't have nothing to do with anything. Like Bears fans get excited about that. Oh, he said effort. That ain't got nothing to do with it on Sunday. Like we'll see how fast you throw it when Chris Jones is coming at you. But <laughs> I just feel like It's just kind of like rock bottom for Bears fans, unfortunately. Because okay, let's just say they let's just say Kevin Warren goes scorched earth and get rid of get rid of everybody. What about this organization? Tell you they gonna hire somebody great. We keep talking about how bad it is. They haven't found a quarterback. They ain't found a good coach. They ain't found a good GM either. Like the fact that we still hype up Lovey Smith, who was mediocre. For at least majority of his tenure as a Chicago Bears head coach. I never seen a fan base hold on to a 10-6 season where they did not make the playoffs more than Chicago Bears fans. So that is, is <clears throat> I hate to be doom and gloom, and you can bang those in our conversations. I'm more of a glass half full guy myself, but this is rock bottom. They are the laughing stock of not just the NFL, maybe sports. Like even the Knicks got it together in some type of capacity. The oh, Bears are just going back, my
0: opinion. Scott, you know how you write because James Dolan this week said he don't like owning teams. Exactly, and you barely heard about that shit.
2: Exactly because the Bears Which, got people think that uh, the I can feel in the air videos going on a nineteen twenty football drive. Like it's it's crazy, and on top of all this, what I said yesterday. You have to play Patrick Mahomes in like 72 hours, okay? Like, that is like the overarching thing. It, it's gonna get worse. Your biggest hope right now should be Sunday that Justin looks good and they lose by like 14. They can lose by like 10 or 14. Justin has a couple <clears throat> touchdowns, he doesn't look robotic. That's a win because then you can try to fake yourself in the oh, if we beat Denver at the crib, then we go face uh the commanders, we beat them. We two and three. Now we got the Vikings at the crib. Can we beat them? They ain't been so good. That's how you. That's how you hype yourself up. Now I, that boyish optimism is gone. This is over. Like I, I just want people to know it is a wrap. Hey, I
1: don't care if
2: they. I don't care if they win on Sunday. This thing is done.
1: <laughs> this thing is so funny. Hey, hey, look. You said all that, Scott, and I'm i gonna say this too, bro. Like I I I I follow you. I follow everything that you do. I I. I believe you are one of the most passionate, if not the most passionate, Chicago fan that I know. Most knowledgeable as well. You and Bang, Appreciate y'all right that, up there, yeah. top tier. Um, but you're in LA now, nigga. You don't have to yeah. deal with this shit no more. Well, you, well, you, well, got well, you got the Dodgers, you got the Dodgers, well, you got the Lakers. Well, you, you see got, my Dodger hat. Hey, at hey, my bro. Dodger. Hat. I already, I already hey,
2: left the White Sox. You don't got the exactly. White Sox. You ain't got to deal with this shit. Well, see, this is why we deal with it with the Bears. What am I going to? I'm going to watch Matthew Stafford, fuck uh, it. Uh, hos, hospital got, balls all hey, day. At least
1: they got the. They play. Look, they play in a beautiful stadium. G, fuck this shit. Look, no, you ain't got to deal with this no more, bro.
2: Leave I'm this room, shit alone, bro. I'm rooting for the Lakers once LeBron leaves. Okay, Not the so the Clippers once, Le- too. Not the Clippers too. Yeah, but Cl- the niggas. I, I cover the Clippers. They don't ever play. I like. I, I've been covering the team for like three years. I've seen Kawhi Leonard five times. Like, I think I think this is gonna be the
1: season you covering the Clippers that you're gonna see them in full. I said I told Bag this on the phone. I Fox hope so. Team. I said I look, hope you so. gonna get off.
2: Of, look, bro, fuck this Chicago shit. Respectfully, we are gotta deal with this, 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 this shit this no, no thing, more. This thing. I can, I can. I've already gone rogue on the White Sox and the Bulls. I can do that. I'm just never – it is – I'm going to be a Bears fan for Now, what I am going to do, I'm not yeah. going to – when I do have kids, I'm not going to make them be Bears fans. <laughs> I feel like I would be an irresponsible father by putting this uh, on them. See. But it it's a, it's it, it's not – I would say this. I'm glad I covered the things because I wouldn't. I would be, like, obsessed about this, like, yeah. every day. It's just – I feel nothing anymore. I'm just thinking about what Patrick Mahomes' rap lyric – Am not gonna use on Sunday for my own field Instagram pick. Oh, that is what man, I'm thinking man. about for this week. <laughs> all right, man. We <laughs> hey hey yo, y'all say all that to say this? The Bears gonna win Sunday. They're not. they not. <laughs> I, I saw uh K. Adams say that today. By the way, we gotta get K. Adams on. I'm not gonna hold you. Okay. Yeah. We gotta get her on there for sure. But uh K. Adams said the same thing. Look, no, it's just not gonna happen. I- I'm rolling with 15. Every time. He's like the new Brady. I don't care what football stats you throw at me, I'm rolling with 15. It's just not going to – did you see his defense? They made Baker Mayfield like a first ballot Hall of Fame. Hey, Fame, y'all niggas going to
1: apologize for that Baker Mayfield slander too, G. I'm Jesus. not. I'm not. You look tough Baker out there, bro. Bay Baker May, May, uh, Mayfield can play quarterback.
2: G. Okay, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what this sounds like in week six. And I also, you, I, I, I want to send my uh condolences to Cowboy fans for the Trayvon Diggs news. Okay. You know, uh, it's man, I, I feel for y'all because we all in pain. Now. That's the I feel like the, the the first all you know, people coming to NFL season, anybody optimistic? Oh, you yeah. like week three or four, and it's like, dang, yeah, we, not, right. we not good.
1: That's all right, bro. Doomsday right. still, we well, still ride, Michael. Michael, bef- don't hold us down
0: <laughs> before we let you get out of here, man. Uh, because we, we, we wasn't gonna pod today, we wasn't gonna pod today, but after. At the Trayvon Tours ACL is like y'all, Mike hurting. I'm hurting. <laughs> we to talk it we out. out. We stressed out, we're gonna pot <laughs> it out. Um, what I I guess my last question is is that outside of Justin Fields balling out, because we know that's the easiest answer. Yeah. What do you feel that the Bears can do to at least salvage the fans' hope in this year? It's Justin Fields. That's really the only option because it doesn't matter. Justin Fields
2: has to be something like, because I think maybe we got a temper expectations for Justin Fields. Maybe Justin Fields being uh, the Jalen Hurts, which the jury's still out on Mr. Hurts. Well, I, I, a lot of Eagles fans want to kill me for this, but the jury's still out on Hurts. I want to see it this year Watch I did it again, but maybe even the Patrick Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I forgot Aaron Rodgers is done. So not Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert, uh, all the elite quarterbacks, Joe Joe Burrow type, that might be. I'm not saying it's dead, but maybe we need to temper a little bit. You know, I know we make fun of this guy. I sell my one of my kidneys him to be Kirk Cousins. I like, honestly, that that's how bad he's looked. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe if he can he be as good as that. Dak? Dak's not a bad quarterback. It's just when the playoffs come, can Dak make that things? So maybe you have to bring your expectations to, okay, I'll take bottom 10 quarterback. Like maybe, you know, maybe he's like a number seven quarterback in the league, something like that. But the only way Bears fans will get through the season happy is if Justin actually turns the corner. Now we can sit here and talk about play, uh, play calls, which I think is a healthy mix. I do think that gets, he is not doing the best. Justin also got to play. I watched that game on Sunday. I was yelling, throw the ball so many times. Week one, we in the press box. He holds it so long, you know what I'm saying. So that's stuff he's got to fix as well as that. So until that happens, it's not going to be any hope. Because you can you can get a Caleb Williams, you can get a Shadur Sanders, you can get a Drake May, but it's the Bears. They'll ruin them. Let's just be real. The, the the Bears are what this is what they do. So until we actually have a quarterback actually break the mold. That's just what it's going to be. There's no hope unless Justin actually plays better. And I think it's less about wins because this defense, they're not going to win a lot of games either. You know what I'm saying? As long as Justin can can look good and look like he like that six-week span where they were actually putting up 30 points a game, there is no joy because they was like, Re- rebuild. We just rebuilt. You know what I'm saying? Like Cal Brandt was talking about this on Rich Eisen that we just rebuilt. Like, what do you want to rebuild again? Like, <laughs> You, you starting over again. So it, it's, it's, I wish I had answers for you. I don't. And, and this is just how it is with Chicago sports right now. The Cubs, they're faltering. They might miss the playoffs. Have you seen the bull schedule? This thing going to be over by Christmas. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So it, there, there's no hope right now. You better hope the Connor kind of Bedard is God's gift to hockey is what really all Chicago hey, sports fans can hope for right hey, now. Yeah, definitely.
1: Hey, the jury gonna be out on Joe Burrow if he have one more huff week, cause he looking damn near like Brock Osweiler.
2: I'll get right? Burrow gets a pass because his calf is on fire. Like all I honestly, that, I honestly think they need to sit him because calves are dangerous. Hey. That's how Aaron Rodgers tore Achilles when they say his calf was sore during training camp. That's how KD, you know, KD get hurt every Doctor King day now. So you need to be very careful with
0: Patrick. You no, the jury's out on Josh Allen.
2: That's who the jury's right. out on, Josh yeah.
0: Allen. Now, All right. um, it's 6.02, so we want to get out of here. Uh, before we let Scott get out of here, um, I just want to let y'all know that Kumo D said he was supposed to be Nino Brown. Um, any hot takes?
2: <laughs> I don't have any hot takes. I just want to say I'm not going to hold you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, on the Barbershop Network, and then immediately after, live stream will be on HNB Media. Um, of course the audio will be on all the podcast feeds if you missed the video if you if you're in traffic and you can't watch the video we got the homie cash from msg networks he'll be on we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna unite our bears and jets pain together we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk a little bit of nba we're doing the local hour first because of how crazy it's been with the bears and then we're going to do a week three preview. Um, don't mean Mikey won't be in this week because he's at a wedding in New Mexico. But Damien will be joining uh, as we have the old heads unite with uh and, and Ray and Damien. Ray and Claw.
0: And I, could, and I could tell Kaz about why the Rock is Cointail Pro. Yes, um, we, we get
2: him on there too. So that's the question we wanted to ask as he's run all them niggas in Boulder this weekend. Like and I
0: wanted to talk about that. <laughs> hey, Mike, any hot takes?
1: um nah man i mean i did say the thing about joe burrow i put the uh the status up on twitter i said he's looking like brock oswald out there bro still in the bag but scott say leave him be because the calf i i'll leave him be for now for, for now me. but hey but um but other than that no nah, i'm good Joe. music i mean Nas got album of the year magic three I'm, that's the toughest shit out right now so i'll just go i'll just go there that's, well, that's I, I have
2: a, a 22 year beef with Nas, so I will not be listening to that. Hey, look, look,
1: look, listen, uh, to, me. listen that, to That me, beef, I love, that beef, I love, that beef.
2: I... That beef you're, you're not gonna change. I already know where you're going. It's, no, you're listen, not gonna change my mind on this. Listen to me, Scott. Listen Ether to me. Is a cute song. Listen to Take me. Take over his facts. I agree, 100. <laughs> but we gotta, we gotta be men and let it go. No, I'm not. I'm not. Your I favorite. don't care. Hey, listen to me. Your I favorite
1: don't... rapper ain't never put out six albums in three years. Of solid, solid work.
2: did he, Look, did I he though. It. I did said he it. Though.
1: I said it on the pod. I I said,
2: "Home got to get back in the booth." G. I'm still. Uh, he don't. His wife is Beyonce. He no. said, He ain't got to. <laughs> Look, I'm on that love album right now. I'm, I'm still on that love album A'ight. until that Drake album come out. But A'ight. I'm probably still gonna be on that anyway. I uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> but I will say, my Nas beef will end if he allows me to take his daughter out then i will then then my night i'll be like illmatic
0: is the best ever you know what i'm saying oh my god that's all i got well i can't tell y'all i can't tell y'all my hot take on screen i'll tell y'all when we log out of here so mike in the south
1: hey man shout out to scott man Barbara chat digital man y'all make sure y'all follow them and everything like that i'm mike b that's jr bang some Do pie rate like subscribe we everywhere just look us up all right (laughs) it is what it is and we go Yo, 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 it's your girl, Night Kale, and this is some podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs>